This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where on this edition we'll be talking about Tottenham's 1-0 victory at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Portsmouth in the third round of the FA Cup. Job done today. We're now in the hat for the fourth round. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like, share and comment below. Uh, Give us your thoughts on the game in the live stream. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Now, Harry Kane's 50th minute goal today has put Spurs through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. As I said, job done. That was his 265th goal for Spurs. He is now only one behind Jimmy Greaves, equaling the record. Let's hope that he will beat the record in the North London derby next weekend. Christian Cellini has just come out and said we progress in the next round. This is what we wanted. And the fourth round draw will take place tomorrow uh, around five past four uh, pre-Manchester City Chelsea game. Now, to talk about today's game, I've got three very special guests with me. I've got returning guest Gareth back on the show. Gareth, how are you? All good, Chris. All good. Just on work here. So watch the game. Uh, good to get through. Um, um, I'm looking forward to the draw tomorrow. Um, FA Cup's always, always a special competition. Obviously, yeah. I don't want to mention the word trophies, but it's definitely the most wonderful um, competition we're left on. So we have to go go out for it. I was happy to see Kane and Son playing, and we went very strong. So look, we're through. We'll talk more about the game as we go on, but the main thing, as you say, is we're through. So I'm delighted with that. We'll talk about the football in a minute. I tell you, this show wasn't even two minutes old, and Gareth mentioned the word trophy before me. That's unbelievable. Well, I should have said, actually, Gareth, you're from Northern Ireland. Uh, we've got Melvin uh, back with us from Malta. Melvin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's always it's always exciting to watch Tottenham play. It wasn't the most exciting match, but, you know, we're into the next round, which is the most important thing. And it's with Tottenham, it's not always a certainty that, you know, we can always slip in these games. And if you're not careful, but, you know, we got it over the line today. And that's what the most important thing. And that we're yep. in the next round and no one got 
you know, any injuries, hopefully, and, and you know, players gain some fitness and some confidence, and it's what we need. So, yeah, looking forward to the draw. And we've also got Roy Price with us for the very first time from Wales. Roy, I know you're a big fan of the show. You're always commenting on these shows. It's great to have you on. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure, Chris. It's, um, obviously, I've been waiting for a while. Uh, to be honest, I feel, you know, you've got you three on the others first teamers and I feel like Jed Spence gets on for a cup game. So, <laughs> no, uh, you're going to get me. You're going to get I, more expect, Jed Spence. I don't expect to, to be with the you know the Champions League games and the Premier League, so I'm happy to have a run out in the, in this cup tie. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, I should have said actually in today's game it wasn't the best uh, game, but as I said, uh, job done. One shot on target from each of the teams today. Um, Gareth, let's start today's show with you. Um, your thoughts on today's match. I know it doesn't really matter about the performance sometimes because, of course, you go through to the next round. But what did you make of the game? Um, that one shot on target is OK if it's a one-off, but that's becoming a frequent problem. And again, as, you're, as, you're, as, as we spoke about before, like you're saying there, that's job done. But it feels like too many times this year it's been job done. And again, it's quite uninspiring. First half again, we were we were very... I think the system at the moment, it's very rigid. Even against Portsmouth today, I I really wanted to see four at the back just to see if it, we could do something different. But I knew Conte wouldn't change it. Um, like you say, the stats there, we dominated possession. Um, a lot of shots from outside the box, but didn't really create a lot of chances um, until the second half. Um, it's it's a it's it's a body of worry, Chris. We're we're not creating opportunities, and even against a, a mid, they're twelfth in League One. They just sacked their manager. You know, we really should be going out there and putting that game to bed in 15, 20 minutes. Understand that can be difficult to break teams down at times because they were um camped back, but we're crying out for a creative midfielder. And it just seems the minute Chris, if Harry Kane doesn't score or he doesn't produce a bit of magic, then we're very limited. Um, and you know we're going to find out coming up with the games ahead. Um. How good, how good some of the players are because we've got some tough ones coming up. Absolutely. Melbourne, let's come to you. Your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Usually when we, you know, switch three, four, five players from our, you know, from our best 11, we usually struggle. And, you know, today we struggle to create a little bit. I agree with, with Gareth. And um, it's just this Conte system. If you don't have, you know, really, really fast, pacey, you know, wing backs that that can produce it. We just you just struggle, and you know, Skip Skip has not been the best of players. He's still finding his feet, and um, he, he I think he also let us down a little bit the last two games. He didn't make any mistakes, but he didn't really do anything magic. The only bit of um, bit of exciting exciting thing to see during this game was Saar. I know we're gonna get into it, but. The the guy is, is pretty good. He's quite electric. He's quite quick. He reminds me a bit of like, I guess, maybe a young Ingola Kante. The way he covers the pitch and, and he runs, he's so fast. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a strange thing. If we don't, we're also in a bit of a run where we don't score in the first half. And uh, it's a bit of a strange game to talk about because it's an FA Cup game. It's not a league game, but we have injuries. <sighs> We're still we're still coming back from the World Cup. There's a lot of things 
you can point your finger on to blame these things, but but yeah, it's 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 a bit of a strange game to talk about today. Roy, what did you make of it? I know, I'm not uh, too disappointed. I think you know you got to take a lot of credit. I I think Portsmouth's got to take a lot of credit because I thought the two um, um, yeah. Simpson and Morale, I think they had a cracking game in defence. Um, you know, and and yeah, we haven't got the strength in depth as a team quite clearly uh but i think it was we ended up it was a job well done we're through to the next round you know a one nil win is better than a than any sort of uh loss um you know we're in the hat for the next round and hopefully hopefully uh you know we, we we'll only get better now as the season goes on you know the the last game was in my opinion could be the the game changer for us to where we we start turning the corner if we get our other players back, Bendekur, Kulu, you know, then I think we're a different side. Rod, do you think that this is Tottenham's best chance of winning a trophy? And do you hope that Spurs take this as seriously as we can? Definitely. 100%, Chris. You know, I I, I think, you know, I I think we'll come on to it in, in, in time. But, you know, it's people's expectations of what, how, this, how they feel that their season or our season is gone. You know, it's expectations, what people expected uh, from the news that we were having from the, 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 the transfers and everything else and the players we brought in and con- the Conte factor. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, progress would be fourth place FA Cup or even second or third place and maybe a good run in the, in the, in the FA Cup and the Champions League. But we need to see progress. And I think Conte needs to see progress. So does the club. And I think then, you know, there might be, you know, I don't know what the holdups are with the transfers, not not a clue. But we need to see we need to see progress. And I think progress for me personally would be fourth place in an FA Cup win. How do you stand, Roy, on uh, when many fans say it's all about top four? Uh, you know, forget the FA Cup, forget the League Cup, because I think that I'm I'm one of those ones that are quite old school. You know, when I look at the stats, 2008, the last time we won anything, which of course was a League Cup, 32 years since we last won this competition, the FA Cup. Um, it's about time we put a trophy in the cabinet, isn't it? Oh, 100%. But, but the, the, the issue is, Chris, you know, that top four is not a trophy. You know, it isn't a trophy. And it, your, your third place runner-up, if you like. Having said that, it brings, um, you know, esteem to the football club. You've got more chance of signing, uh, you know, quality players if you're in the Champions League. So it is important you're in the Champions League. But to finish fifth and winning the FA Cup, in my opinion, would, would stagnate, would, would sort of equal out, not finishing fourth and winning a trophy. So I, I, I believe... For us to show progress is finishing in the top four. Definitely, we need to be a top four team. We also need a trophy. So I think it goes in hand in hand. In in, in my humble opinion, you know that the the, the 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 trophy is important, but so is so is top four finish. Gareth, you weren't even born when uh, Spurs last won the FA Cup, were you? <laughs> uh, nineteen ninety one. That was uh, nineteen eighty seven for me. So haven't even seen Spurs in an FA Cup final. Melvin, um, you you're the same. Yeah, 1993, a bit yeah. closer, but yeah. <laughs> Gareth, let's come back to you. Where, where do you stand on the whole 
Um, you know, it's all about top four. Would you like to see Spurs uh, win an FA Cup or a League Cup and perhaps take these competitions a little bit more seriously? Because Stellini's come out and said today, we progress in the next round, this is what we want. Um, he said in the press conference as well that, you know, we want to take this competition quite seriously. But only last week, Antonio Conte said, it's all about the Premier League and the Champions League. No disrespect to the League Cup and the FA Cup. I don't know. I I think from from my point of view, I'll, I'll start with me before I go to Conte. Um, I, I I would love this year to have a good run in the cup, um, especially if it's been a little League Cup. You know, um, Champions League doesn't start again the um, February, so even all around um, at the end of January. So if you won that, you're under the fifth round, and I think actually the fifth round maybe before the AC Milan game, so you could potentially be in the quarterfinal before you play AC Milan. So I think you have to go all out. I'll be totally honest with you, I don't see us finishing in the top four this year anyway. Um, we're not consistent enough. Um, I, I think there's there's at least four better teams on us. Um, I think there's two spots definitely gone already with um, Man City and that um, our team up there fighting for the league, um, I don't mention. Um, and I think my netter will be in there. So I think it's between Newcastle um, Liverpool and possibly us, but at the minute, I, I don't see us getting anywhere near that. So, I think I think a good run in the cup is, is is about as all we can ask for. But if you go back to the Nottingham Forest game, we played quite a strong team against Nottingham Forest in the League Cup, and I think we were very very poor. And if you go back last season to the Middlesbrough game, we were we, we went pretty strong in the FA Cup and got beat anyway. So, I do think Conte will take the cup seriously because he does want to win something. Um, mm. You know, if he if he won the trophy at Spurs. He can say he's won something that no one else has won in the last, you know, 15 years. Um, and if he wins the FA Cup, then he's the first manager since 1991 they won the FA Cup at Spurs. Um, look, cup runs is all about luck. Sometimes you need you need favourable draws. We've had a favourable draw in Portsmouth. You know, we can in the fourth round you could you, you can easily get an R favourable draw. You could play an R League One, League Two team, and before you know it, you could get to the quarter final without playing a Premier League team or a top six team. So. It's when it comes to the crunch, have, have we got it? And the worrying thing for me at the moment this season is when we have played a team that's in and around us or above us, we've really, really struggled. And that's yeah. that's something that's going to have to change if we are going to go and win something this year. Um, but look, we'll, we'll come on to that soon. Um, but at the moment, I have no confidence in this team wanting anything this year. I'd love to, I'd love to say I don't, but I, I do, but I don't at the moment. From what I'm seeing, I, I don't see it. Melvin, what does the FA Cup mean to you? It's it's a tricky question because obviously we want to win trophies, but you kind of have to look at the big picture. And I think if we drop out of the top four, I think the clubs around us will will overtake us further, if you know what I mean. You know, we're we're having to catch up with City, Liverpool, Man U, who who pump millions into their club. And obviously you know, we have our owners who people have their comments and, and, and their opinions about them and how much money they invest. And 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 I think Champions League is important for us to have because the added revenue, I think the FA Cup doesn't give you that. Obviously, I want to win a trophy, but I think if we win the FA Cup and drop out of the top four and next summer, you know, Kane would want to leave or something like that, or a player doesn't want to come to the club that we desperately need. I think it could, you know, hinder our our, our growth and, and, and our project dropping out of out of the Champions League. And it's so important to stay in it 
and at the same time keep keep the other teams out because if Newcastle all of a sudden get into the Champions League then the massive players will start going to them and now it's not the big six it's a big seven and and we just keep dropping further and further down you know Especially I remember the, as well Melvin especially yeah. if Arsenal get on that's going to be a big kick in the teeth to us because we'll be competing with them yeah. for players like I do agree with you like I, I do agree with that like you remember how it used to be a top four and now it's a top six it's going to be eventually top seven a top eight you know the, the further we stay out of the Champions League the longer we stay out now we're back in it but the we have to man, maintain it we have to stay in it and I think that will be and build up on it you know I think Pochettino, the best thing we did, he came into a time where we didn't expect Champions League football. There was no pressure on him. You know, we were between stadium moves and stuff like that. And 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 he, he was allowed time to build and there was no pressure. And if we lost the game or, you know what I mean? He, he had the time to build and really set down the foundations for the club. And I think Conte came in and the ship was broken and, and, and he needs time. And But the fans still want that same results that we had from years ago but i think he needs the time and we need to stay in the top four i think the fa cup would be great if we win it but i don't know i just it's like we used to say under jose as well you know get this guy to the final and then we'll see but you never know in football what could happen well he did get us to a final when he was sacked six days before it yeah. <laughs> um Roy, let's come to you. Let's talk about the uh, the starting eleven today. Um, now, this is the starting eleven that uh, was named an hour before kickoff. Uh, Forster, Royal, Tanganga, Sanchez, Davis, Sessegnon, Basuma, Saar, Brian Hill, Son, and Kane captain the side today. Um, and then the subs were Larice, Doherty, Spence, Romero, Langley, uh, White, Hoybier, Skip, and Devine. And then just before kickoff, um, it was announced that Basuma had picked up an injury in the warm-up. Skip then started the game and then Mundell replaced Skip on the bench. Um, Roy, what did you make of this starting eleven? Were you surprised the, the likes of Harry Kane played today? Um, any real surprises in there for you, this starting eleven? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think it was a starting eleven. I, I you know, I, I expected, to be honest. I think... Um, the three front players, Gill, Song and Kane, deserved their start. Um, and I think that showed intent, probably from the club, that, that they wanted to progress in, in the competition. Um, you know, the, the back line itself, Tandanga, you know, Sanchez and Davis. Again, I, you know, you're giving our sort of frontline defenders a rest, which, which, is, which has got to be good. You know, you don't want to keep playing them. You've got to... You've got to swap around. It's always nice to see, you know, players coming in. But but it comes down to the squad depth. And, you know, you had Royal on the right. And, you know, there's 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 times that I, I personally, I don't like talking about players and picking individual players out because, you know, it's wrong. We wish them to play well. But the guy just haven't got it. Um, you know, there was one, one moment... In the game, uh, what sort of, I think it was around the sort of the uh, the forty odd minutes, and, and Royal gets the ball from the back, and he got an open space in front of him. He stops and passes the ball back. You know yeah. that is uh, you you shouldn't have to teach a professional footballer to go forward when there's space in front of him. 
you know, and, and in my opinion, that's criminal. But then he made up for it. He had a fantastic header in the second half that hit the post. You know, it's um, but but he's just not consistent enough. And unfortunately, um, Session on the other side, he just cannot beat. Him. He didn't beat his man once today. You know, and it's um, again, everybody thought there was a player in Spence. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure now. I'm, re I'm really not. Well, I was going to ask that, Roy, um, because a lot of Spurs fans, particularly in the stadium today, um, expected Spence to start today's match. Um, you know, loads of people have said it. You know, Spence will start all of the cup games. He'll be in there. You know, when we're playing lower league opposition like games like today, Spence will be there. Why is he not getting these starts under Antonio Conte? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, because he, he, when he did come on, he looked... Look quite lively, but when you know you're on for, for less than 10 minutes, what the hell do you you know what, what, what can a player do? You can't change a game, but um, I I don't know, Chris. It, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to think that he's been bought. Portsmouth is the sort of games you would expect him, he, he you know, he's played against these teams in the past, yeah. Um, you know, when you expect. I would have thought that Spence over Royal would have been the right shout simply because he's used to playing these teams. He's, he's more physical probably than Royal. Um, and I, I, I expected him to start, to be honest. But, but they brought him on. But again, just not enough time to prove himself, unfortunately. Gareth, same question to you. And uh, Emerson Royale is probably... Uh, a player that we speak about most on this channel, probably for the wrong reasons. Um, were you surprised that Jed Spence wasn't in the starting 11 today? And, uh, you know, same question again about Harry Kane. Were you surprised that he started the game? Uh, you know, because we've got two extremely important, massive games coming up against Arsenal and Manchester City. Start with uh, the Emerson one. Why would I be surprised that Emerson doesn't play over Spence? I that any I, I couldn't believe that people expected Spence to play. Everybody wanted him to play, but there was no way he was going to play over Spence. Everyone knew that Emerson was going to play. Um, and I'm looking at Spence. I don't even think he wanted to come on. He's Conte has absolutely destroyed his confidence. It's shocking. He's a young player. He's destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him. I I just don't see any way Spence will ever play under Conte because. Like he, he he's made his point. Fair enough, he didn't want to sign him, but he he's playing our young players, giving them a chance. He's completely sidelined Spence, and he's playing players like Emerson who have continuously let us down. It's not fair, um, and it's one of the things that really annoys me about Conte. I know I, there's there's lots they like about Conte, but that's one of the things that's really starting to annoy me. That he's destroying a young player's confidence, and I, I mean I I've seen it's not it's not as if. We're watching YouTube videos of him. I've seen him play for Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup last year against Leicester, against Arsenal, against Liverpool. He is twice the player that Emerson is. And he's, as, as um, Roy said, it's not as if he hasn't got the physicality. He's an absolute monster. If you look at him, he's tall, strong, fit, athletic. And then as I read one of the comments that he come on and passed the backwards a couple of times. His confidence is destroyed. Um, and like I, I have no problem with Emerson at the moment. He's... You know, he's not good enough, but he's he's been chosen to play. We know Emerson's not good enough, but it's no longer his fault. Um, Session Young, the same. You know, just not just not good enough. Am, am I going to sit here and blame a player um, that's being picked that's not good enough? No, because can, can they're, I, they're the player that, they're the players that are keeping it packed. 
Can I ask you, Gareth, before we talk about Harry Kane uh, playing, um, do you, because you're a football coach, um, do you see yeah. that Emerson Royale is a better defender than the other right wing backs that we have? Because everybody's been stating that this is probably the reason why Emerson Royale gets the start above Doherty and Jed Spence, because he's a better player defensively. Do you see that as a coach? No, I definitely he's definitely a better defender than than um than Doherty, hundred percent. And that, that's one of the I think there was a game last year at Anfield, Emerson probably had his best game for Spurs. He was excellent, he kept Manny quiet. I do think he is a half decent defender. Um don't think he's great, but I think he's better than what we have. But in a game like against Portsmouth where you're gonna be having a large we had seventy two percent possession, which wasn't a shock to anyone. Um you're gonna dominate the ball, you're gonna have a lot of chances in the final third. You want someone that can cross a ball, you want somebody that can you know, I look at Emerson. Just he just kicks the ball in there and hopes for the best. He's not that type of player. Like he is more of an offensive player. Um, but that just proves today. Like that Spence won't play, and I think, and this is it. This is the other thing that's been around me. We we Conte and Spence. He's been bringing him on in the 88th, 89th, 90th minute, almost embarrassing yeah. him. Just don't yeah. bring him on at all. It's, it's, it's there was a stat against Aston Villa. Uh, the commentator on Sky Sports, I think it was Rob Hawthorne, said um, he come on in the 88th minute and. Bizarrely, that's the earliest they got on in a Premier League game. And yeah. as I say, some of the coaches, players, and sometimes what we do is, as um, coaches, as we'll bring a player off from the younger group, they go and play with the older group um, for a day, and they, they come on and they'll get fifteen or twenty minutes. And you know, if they're doing well, it's a bit of experience for them. But I mean, if you're going to treat players the way Conte treated Spence, you know, I, I just don't get the treatment at all. Um, unless he's doing something in training, and he's not putting the work on, but. We've heard nothing about that from the likes of Alistair Gould or anyone else. So I, I, I just think it's because Conte's making a point to leave you that don't be signing players that I don't want. Um, and Spence is sort of. Gareth, I think though it's, it's not just uh, I, Conte's not playing any of the young players. It's not just Spence. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well, he's played, he's played, he's played, he's played Gill a bit more now, and he's played Sar a few times. Um, yeah. All right, he's been forced on that about with injuries. Um, as you say, he's not a big. He, he doesn't play young players a lot, um, but I just think his treatment of Spence has been pretty poor. And the big issue that I have, I have as well is Saar might not be playing because we've got Hoiberg and Bentaker, and they're two reliable players that perform every week. You know, we've got right backs that are struggling, massively struggling. Okay, Doherty's done well the last game or so, but you know, Spence should have had an opportunity by now. Um, he didn't start the League Cup game against Forest. He came on and did okay in that. Um, today, he didn't get on for, what, was it 12 minutes? And the game was over. You know what I mean? Spurs were just happy to keep the ball, run the clock down. He's not really even given a 30, 40, 45-minute run. Um, they, they, get, they go and show what he showed last season at Forest. And we're talking about a play. He didn't come from League 2 or the conference. Like he came from a championship and a team yeah, that got promoted that beat three Premier League teams in the FA Cup last year, and he was a big star in them once. And they didn't just beat them teams. You know, they destroyed they destroyed Leicester. They beat Arsenal 1-0 and it was a convincing 1-0. They were very unlucky to lose to Liverpool 1-0. Even Liverpool said after the game, Klopp said they were quite lucky they won that game. And Spence was was the, one of their best players in every one of them games. So from what I've seen, um, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting a run on the team. Um, but you look, it's, it's, it's a story they'll continue to roll on. Um, but that's one of the things, it's one of the really disappointing um, aspects of the team at the moment, and one of the reasons I'm so angry at Conte is he's not giving someone like Spence an opportunity when all our players are are continually letting the team down. Um, 
But Chris, to answer your question about Kane, um, quickly I'll just say that look, if Harry Kane doesn't play today, I don't think we won that game. I think he's forced Andy playing him. You know, if, if Kane wasn't in that team today, I don't know if we won that game. Like we had a couple of chances, fair enough. Skip must won. Emerson had the header at the post. But apart from that, it was Kane's magic that won the game. So he has to play every game. And you know, you were saying about important games coming up. If we want to win a trophy, today was a really important game as well, and that's why Kane played. Gareth, just very quickly, um, you spoke a little bit about Antonio Conte there. Are you are you still fully behind him? What do you? Uh, do you know what? There's a lot to like about Conte. You know, I, I like his honesty and I like the way he speaks towards the board. And um, but the style of play is really, really tough to watch. I mean, you go every week, Chris. Even today, the crowd was flat. I don't think it's. I don't think the crowd are as united as they were. Don't get me wrong. The other night on the TV, you thought the away fans were fantastic at Crystal Palace. Um, and you know they were they were chanting Levy out there. I, I'm I'm sure ninety percent of fans are behind him, but from what I'm watching at the moment, I'm not convinced that he's the future for Spurs. I'm not. I, I so you know, people will look at people will look at the trophies. He's one of our clubs, but Mourinho won trophies at our clubs and it doesn't work at Spurs. I'm looking. At, I'm basing on what I've seen at Spurs. I don't care what he did at Inter Milan. I don't care what he did at Chelsea. I'm judging on what I've seen at Spurs. Last season he did really really well. But this season, I haven't seen enough from the Spurs team to suggest that we're progressing and moving forward. Melvin, let's come to you. Um, still talking about this starting eleven. Um, out of the um, 11 players that started the game, who do you think grabbed their opportunity? Because there are a number of players that played today that haven't played or featured a lot under Antonio Conte's uh, um, time at Spurs so far. Who, who do you think really grabbed their opportunity? Um. Probably, you know, Kane, Son, Sar, Sar. I think Sar was really impressive. I think he's not really put a foot wrong. You know, he's it's a two-man midfield. It's a very big pitch, and uh, you know, two little guys. You know, skinny, skinny players, Skip and Sar, and and they have to control and boss that midfield. And I think they played together really, really well. Uh, it's impressive how quickly he he runs across the pitch, how comfortable he feels on the ball. He's like. Quite similar to Basuma and Bentancur, in a way, like combined because uh, of his his physicality and his athleticism. And uh, yeah, I've been really impressed with him. And um, he's he's been he's been going under the radar, doing some work in the training ground. And and he was a player that featured at the World Cup at such such a young age. And he's been. He, I think as a youngster, he was really, really highly rated. And uh, yeah, it's good to see some of these players take their chance and, and get some minutes under their belt, like Jeffrey Tanganga and uh, and uh, even even Sanchez didn't really make any mistakes today. And it's it's been, it's, it's a difficult game to gauge because we're playing such really, you know, we're playing a team from League, League Two or, or League One, League you one. would say, League One. Yeah, so it's not really a championship team or a Premier League team, but you know you have to win these games, and and uh, and it's 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 good. Um, it's difficult, like I said, it's difficult to to really get a grasp and an idea of where this team is because you, if you think if we played a much better team, maybe would we would have struggled. And again, if Kane don't doesn't produce a moment of magic. You know, you 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 really feel like we don't have a chance to score, because if Kane doesn't score lately, we 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 won't. You know, and otherwise you have to play the entire 
starting eleven with Hoiberg and 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 um, and the others. So lately, to get this over the line it was important. But yeah, it's it's not it's we're not in the best in the best place right now with the with the league. We still have players coming back in, returning from the World Cup, injuries, fitness. I think we're still a little bit hungover from all of that. You know, we're still finding our our momentum and, and regaining and, and and finding our best form as well. And I think even Antonio Conte is still learning about the squad, what he can do, which players he can trust. I think it's a little bit sad what he's doing with with Spence because I think all the fans were extremely excited when we signed Spence. I think we we've been mentioning this player, you know, a, a player the fans wanted and we got him over the line of a player that wanted to come to spares and it just seems that the the club mishandled him or mishandled the situation i think i think it could have been handled in the summer if conte really wasn't planning on playing him i, I think he could have been sent out on loan you know just like we did with other other young players i think it's hindering his his development and and he he could have had eight nine ten more more appearances probably in the premier league and i think maybe a reason he didn't play today is because they're probably considering sending him out on loan so if he goes out on loan and gets maybe a couple of goals and, and a couple of assists in the premier league and conti sees that and maybe he'll start to trust him because he's all about trust conti i think it's a bit strange sometimes he plays a player because he has to because of the injuries and then they perform well and then all of a sudden oh i can trust him and then he starts to play him just look at gil look at sar before he used to say oh these are young young players and they're still developing but once they play well and then and then he trusts them then he'll start to play them but again i think his his hand has to be has to be has to be played because he only plays them because he has to because he doesn't have the depth so it's a it's a tricky situation which one we're in and I, I don't know i think the club could have handled it better roy do you think that um Saar and brian hill will still end up going out on loan in this january transfer window because you know when you look at the last few games these two have been um involved you know heavily compared to what they have been at the start of the season it looked like they weren't getting any game time whatsoever and now it comes to January, it looked like they were going to go out on loan. Do you still think that's going to be the case? I, I certainly keep Gil. I, I would 100% keep the boy at, at Tottenham. Um, you know, he's still young. Probably will still be a, a, a squad player, if you like. But I don't know, there's potential in that boy. You know, all, all he needs, um, it, it reminds me of, um, you know, you've got a guy who's slightly built. And to get the best out of him, you've got to feed him the ball before he gets into traffic so he can start his run. You know, so we'll give him a ball with somebody on his back. You know, he's just too lightweight. Um, you know, and I there, there is a, a player in that. He, he was doing things today that your likes of Royal and other players can't do. And, that, you know, he's, he's quick. His feet are quick. Though he lost the ball twice in one movement, lost the ball twice in a penalty area, and he got up and he, he regained the ball and pushed the ball out. There, there's definitely a player in him. Sa, no, he's another one. But then I'm, you know, perhaps Gareth will 
he's a he's a you know I, I I'm not a, a football coach you know I, I'm from a different sport but you know I it, would it be would it impede their progress if they stayed uh, do you put do you put Gill over Kudu for the start as a start in in the start in eleven no you know we don't so is it fair to keep the boy as a squad player on the bench to come on when the game loosens up maybe or is it best for his progress and for Spurs progress to send him out on loan that's somebody like Gareth would probably know a lot more about that than I would you know he, he needs you have, to, you, you have to uh you have to have the strength and depth to do that ideally you'd probably like to send Gill on loan to a Premier League team I don't really see the point in sending him back to Spain um he needs to go and play in England um yeah. But you have to have the strength in numbers, and we don't have that at the moment. And we're going to talk about transfers, as Chris said later on. But you know, I don't really see us bring none too many players. So I think you have to keep Gill, and I think you have to keep Sar as well, because Sar has shown more to me than Basuma has all season. I really yeah. like the look of Sar. I think he needs to brush up technically, give the ball away a few times, we slack passes, but he's ball recovery, and he's got a really something we really lack at times: his legs and and athleticism. Um, and he's got he's got that in abundance. So I think if, if you're if you're leading in a game, he's someone you want to come on him. It can it can it can stop passes passes until final third. He's brilliant at winning the ball back. He's, as I said, he just needs to brush up technically. So I'm sure the coaches at the training ground to be working on his technical ability, but um, his, his his physical ability and his running stats are very very impressive. So I would keep the two of them, uh, Roy, simply because I, I think they would both benefit from alone if they were playing regularly. But we just haven't got the numbers they they, they afford to send them out on them. Well, yeah, they're quality players, Gareth. I, I I think as well. You know, it's it's send them out on loan to strengthen another football club when we they have got talent. You know, we need strength in depth, if you like, and I think that gives us the strength in depth. It'll only be on the bench when the the all of the 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 front line players are back. But they they you, you could trust them to come on and do a job. Uh, you can see it with Gill, like he, especially in the first half. Again, like the ref thought he was quite sloppy at times and he got brushed off the ball. But it was similar to the game they are night. Second half, he came alive, but more space yeah. when, when we scored. And you know, he needs he needs games in in the Premier League, and if not the Premier League in the Championship, I think he's a better. I think he is better than the Championship. But you know, I think somebody in the Premier League would take him. But he needs the. He's one of them players. He needs he needs football against resistance. See in Spain, he'll get plenty of time on the ball. Technically, he's very very good, yeah. but he needs football against resistance. So up against strong English defenders, um, physical game, and if he can master that, I think he could be a good player for us. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you, Gareth. I think if you are going to send him out on loan, it has to be in England. It has to be to a Premier League club. Completely with you on that. Um, let's talk about today's game. Um, in the 12th minute. Um, and let me just add, the Portsmouth fans were absolutely fantastic. Very, very noisy today. Uh, lots of them in the stadium singing very, very loud. Now, in the 12th minute, they had the best opportunity um, to score. Um, a cross came in from the left, headed on, and then it was hit first time by Hackett. Um, it worried Forster, who made a good save. Um, Gareth, what were you thinking at that point? <laughs> okay, it was a half chance. I mean, it was probably the only time in the game they got anywhere near the, the final third. Look, I thought Portsmouth were really, really compact. They'd done a, they'd done as well as they could. You know, if you had if you had a set the Portsmouth with that corner kick with a couple of months to go, you get the one 0 Um that end of the ground where your fans are, you've been undone by a piece of hurricane magic. They would have talked that all day. I think Portsmouth 
probably came down thinking they were going to play against us. You no, know, they probably thought we were going to be better than what we were. We we didn't show enough at times, but I thought Portsmouth they, they can hold their heads up high. They were undone by a piece of magic. Um, getting back to that point, it was just about it was about a scrap scrappy play, and it sort of fell. To the he, he improvised well and he overhead kicked it, but it never really looked like beating a goalkeeper. Um, and I don't think they had another chance in the game, bar a couple of corners. Second half, they really couldn't get out of the final third. Um, but look, they, they, they made it difficult for us. He, I think they'll be happy enough for their performance. Um, yeah. And in, in the end, there was nothing they could really do to stop a goal. Kane's goal was magic. You know, you can analyse that till the cows come home, but it was just brilliant feet, footwork and he only needs half a yard. He, and as soon as I actually shot a goal before he had it, because he's playing that well at the moment, as soon as he stepped on, you thought goal. But as you say, Chris, similar to the Spurs fans on Wednesday night, they thought the Portsmouth fans were excellent. You could hear it through the TV. They were fantastic. Yeah. Well, in the 14th minute, um, Hunmin Son put in a corner. Goalkeeper missed it. Harry Kane got a slight touch to it. It was saved and cleared. Um, and then in the 18th minute, um, it was quite a frustrating moment because the people around me got really, really angry with Emerson Royale. This was the second time in the first 18 minutes where he had such a simple pass to play and he just gave the, the ball away. It just the gave the ball away. It, it's uh, so frustrating. And I feel like we, we discuss Emerson Royale, as I said earlier, we discuss him a lot on this channel and we also discuss why Harry Kane is still taking free kicks, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, Melvin, what does Antonio Conte do from now until the end of the season with this right back, uh, this right wing back situation? Does he play Matt Doherty? Does he carry on playing Emerson Royale? Does he give Jed Spence a chance, which looks highly unlikely? Or do we have to 110% go out in the January window and buy a player ready to walk straight into this team? If it, if it was for me, I I would do my best to buy to buy to buy a wing back that Conte wants and, and trusts and and I think the one we've been linked with, the one we played against in the Champions League, I think would fit our system quite well. Yeah. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen much of him, but he played quite well against us. So we can't he can't be that bad. But I don't know. A lot of people seem to play well against us. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It's a tricky situation and, and it's it's a it's something that the sporting director and Conte and Levy have to have to find a solution together, and and there has to be a plan. And I'm sure, or or I'm I'm hoping there should have been you know a discussion taking place before the transfer window opened. And mm-hmm. and and they, and they say, listen, this this is the way we want to go forward. This is what we think. It's quite clear that from the left side, because there's Perisic who's quite experienced. Conte trusts, knows the system, and is a wing back, and and he already has eight assists to to his name, which is a massive improvement from last season. On the right side, not the same thing. Imagine if we had, you know, from the right, three, four, five, six, seven assists, whatever. It would improve our outcome. Yeah. It would improve our games. Even the tightest of games where we win one nil, or we win, or we get the last minute corner or, or a free kick or, or or chance it's the game is a really really small margins and you know from our right side we're only doing no look passes you know we can't be doing those things it's every time the ball gets to to emerson it's just you you just feel that the players are not going to be able to receive the ball they're not going to make a run 
you know, it, on the other on the other hand, when the ball gets to Kulusevski, you can see people are moving, people are expecting things. You know, there's patterns of play. It's quite the opposite. It's strange because we have two players on both the right side, and Kulusevski is extremely. He he links he links up play extremely well, and he plays next to someone where you you give him the ball and, and he's he has to control it and he has to look up. He doesn't know where the next pass is going to be. He's quite. It's not as fluid when he plays as as as, as Kulusevski, for example. But I hope they buy a player. You know, if 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 football was you know quite if it was simple if you know it's not like football manager you know it's not like a computer game you go out you have the money and you buy the player i wish it was that simple but for some reason it seems with spares everything is complicated and and and, and i don't know i hope i hope they can get this one over the line because it will improve us by i think quite a significant amount and it could even be the defining factor of qualifying for the champions league or not because you know, Gareth mentioned before he doesn't think we will qualify for the Champions League. I think it's quite early to to, to predict that because you never know in football. We can go. We're capable of going on a run like we did last season and and winning four games in a row and then maybe drawing one. And then you know, the last last season we we were capable of that. But this year, there's the added mix of the the Champions League. We're still in the Champions League. We're still in the FA Cup. I don't think we have the squad to balance all those competitions. And if we're going to try to go as far as we can in the Champions League, to, to go as far as we can in the FA Cup, we need one or two more players. And right wing back would be definitely at the top of the list. Because if we keep playing Emerson, the fans are going to be, you know, booing or, or even though they shouldn't be, because you have to back our players. And it's creating this weird toxic environment at, at the stadium in which which isn't which isn't nice because you want to be going to these games and and feeling you know the the like the arsenal game last season was the game i went to after after covid after the pandemic it was the first game back after two and a half years for me and it was the most electrifying game i've ever been to fantastic and it was incredible like you could see you could see like the the energy in a weird way it was like you could almost see it it was amazing and why isn't it like that nearly every single game every single premier league game and you can't be booing these players you have to back them even if they perform not at their best or as as, as well as we want them but i'm sure they're trying their best and i'm sure emerson you know he emerson nearly scored today so why if if he's if he'd scored today he should have scored yeah he should have scored he nearly scored he hit the, he hit, hit the post unfortunately and i think if he would have scored and he that would have helped his confidence and let's say spares don't buy a right wing back which is something that enik and levy are capable of you know messing up the transfer because they've done these things before now we have a player who's short on confidence and we still have the remaining of the season to play with Emerson. He has a he has a role in this team. Until we move him on, which is something that I am in favor of, we have to back the player. You have to be Yeah, that's the sad truth though. It's the, the, the situation we find ourselves in. You know, Dorothy is not going to play every single game and Dorothy you know, he had to. He had a run. He had a run where he was terrible, Dorothy. In the beginning, 
it was awful. And it's only through playing games and, and, and through really working hard is where he really found, you know, he was assisting and scoring last season. And he scored against against in the last game. So so you have to, it's, it's a tricky, again, it's a tricky situation to be in and hopefully there's a plan. Well, we're, we're always talking about the wing-backs every single show, week in, week out. Um, in the 37th minute today, uh, we put our first decent cross in from one of the wing-backs. That was Ryan Sessegnon. Um, it was a bit frustrating because the goalkeeper was stretching. He got a hand to it, but unfortunately, no one was there. Um, but that was about the best cross from one of our wing-backs um, in today's game. Um, three minutes later, Harry Kane uh, put the ball down outside the box, lined up the free kick and everybody around me was shouting, why on earth is Harry Kane still on these free kicks? Because it started with Hunmin Son and Harry Kane standing there. Harry Kane ended up taking it, hit the wall. Roy, I know you've watched a lot of these shows um, and, and, and you've heard us talk about Harry Kane on these free kicks. In your opinion, why is he still on them? Could you repeat that, Chris? It broke up slightly. Why is Harry Kane still on these free kicks? Oh, don't know. I think he had the he had the captain's armband on, and he just pushed everybody away and said, "It's my free kick." He's no good at them, is he? Obviously, you know. Having said that, he, he you know, he's after Greavy's record, so perhaps that's why he, he took that particular free kick. Sonny took the next one. Um, but go. I I just want to just slightly go back a bit and disagree slightly with uh, Melvin um, <clears throat> regarding uh, Royal. Um, I don't think his confidence with Royal. I just don't think he's bloody good enough. I really don't. You know, there was a... I take the point where he said that they got to stop, look to see what they're going to do next when other players, quality players, seem to know what to do before they, before they, they stop. There was one particular pass where Gill... Royal had the, the the ball just outside the box on the on the right hand side, and um, Gill was in open space just on the edge of the area, and it was a simple pass, and he stopped, and then decided to to try to do a cross to hit the defender when there was a simple pass. You know, these little things like that. He, I, I I think it's it's all about top quality players of a quicker thought. And I don't think he is quicker thought. Gareth, let's come to you. Um, in the 43rd minute, Saar had a shot from range, went wide. In the fifth, uh, 45th minute, just before half-time, Son with a cross. Uh, good attempt, um, but no one there. Um, half-time, nil-nil. What were you thinking at that point? Well, it's just the same. It was the same, really, every, every first half, wasn't it? We were 1-0 down or 0-0. It's... There's a reoccurring theme, Chris, and it's like you said, it's shot from outside the box, cross from out wide. We have no style of play. It's all off-the-cuff football. It's football you see at under 10 level, under 11 level. Kids just kicking at each other and hoping for the best. That's where we are at the moment. We give the ball to Harry Kane and hope he packs out a pass. We give the ball to Son, hope he beats a man and scores. You watch Man City, you watch Arsenal, I hate they say it. You watch even the likes of Brighton. There's a clear style on how they play football. Um, and we, we don't have that at the minute. And look, you can point fingers at players like Emerson. As Roy said, I agree with Roy and Melvin. I think he, he isn't good enough, but I also think his confidence is completely torn to pieces. You know, but again, that's not his fault. He's continually getting picked. 
Um, and as far as Harry Kane's concerned, if Harry Kane wants to take the goal kicks at the moment, I would let him, I would let them I would let him hit them because without Harry Kane, we are a mud tipple team. I'm serious. We we are that far off it at the moment, Chris. Or every as as Conte said himself, every game's a struggle. Even today was a struggle. There's you know we play well in the second half against Crystal Palace the other night, but to me that's until I see that happen two, three, four times, that's a flash in the pan. I th- I honestly think Harry Kane turned that game on its head. We a great second, you know, he, he scored a header, great cross in Paris. It's, scores a great second goal. And Palace were shell shocked. They were the better team in the first half. We've had them with two goals, and they just couldn't recover. And then all of a sudden, we started to play our football. But it, it, I just don't see where we let teams come up. Uh, to me, our style of play is we play five at the back. We make ourselves hard to beat, even though we can't defend that well. Um, we we suffoc- we we sacrifice possession and try and hit teams in the counter attack. And unfortunately, at the minute. Son's piss does seem to be, it seems to be in a, a downward spiral. He doesn't seem to have the piss he had a couple of seasons ago. So that counter-attack at the, at the minute's drying up. And in some of these games, Harry Kane's that deep because he hasn't touched the ball for 20 minutes. We're, we're, it's very hard to spring a counter-attack. You look at the wing-backs, Perisic, very good technically, but hasn't got the legs. Um, and that's an, that's also a massive worry because Sessegnon today is just nowhere near good enough. Um, and Perisic can play every game. He's thirty. He's thirty-five. Is he thirty-six? Thirty-three. Um, thirty-three. I say his contracts. It'll take him these thirty-five. He's one more year left after this, so he's not going to be around forever. Even though he, he he's quite good at staying fit, he doesn't have that many injuries. You know, he's coming to the back end of his career. Um, and as Roy said, or as Melvin said, they made assists have been really, really important this year. Um, and again, in the right back situation, you know, if Emerson is going to, I mean, I don't see a sign on that right back. Um, Pedro Poro was it because. There's a clear fee there. It's a release clause. There's no negotiation. So if it's, I mean, if it's if it's going to happen, it would have happened by now. Um, and the fact that Conte hasn't signed his contract, I just think it's we're nursing this through the end of the season, Chris. I know you're a massive Conte fan, but I just think the club and Conte are trying to get the end of the season, and then there'll be a change in the summer. That's just where I am with at the moment. I don't, I don't see if Conte was st- if if Conte was staying, this contract would have been signed, and he would have been backed in this window. And for as much stick as Levy's got. I don't think he can back a manager if he's not going to if he's not signing a contract. I don't. I think it's a waste of time. If he's not going to be here in the summer, then it's very very silly to give him money to spend on players that the next manager might not want. We'll we'll come on to that um, question shortly about Conte and his contract. Um, Gareth, just very quickly in the 49th minute, uh, Emerson Royale hit the post after um, a lovely cross from Hummin Son. He's got to be scoring there, hasn't he? Uh, I think it comes off the side of his head. Uh, and that's the post. It's it's a really bad miss. Um, if he if he heads it, well, he couldn't even head it with the correct part of his head. If he heads it straight, he scores. Um, but uh, look, I feel I actually feel sorry for him at times because the fans are on his back too. Um, and I've been at the games; it's very hard to contain your frustration sometimes. But he is a human do, being, and, do, and I do, and you I do think, feel sorry for him. Do you think, though, Gareth, being being a being a football coach, you see players improve? Do you think that Antonio Conte? Uh, can work with Emerson Royale to make him a better player. You have to, right, you have to have a, you have to have it first. You have to, you know, a, a coach can improve you. If, you know, you can improve you physically, technically, positionally. But I think with Emerson, you have to have that, you know, that you have to have something there to work with, and it's just not there. Um, you know, you look at, you look at players that have improved under Conte. You look at, I think Hoiberg's improved under Conte. Bentancur's improved under Conte. Um, Kulisvesky's improved under Conte. You know, he's, he's, he's improved some players. 
Um, and, and I do agree with him. I do agree with him in some ways. And this fist fella here's right. He, I think he got. I think a lot of players last year overperformed. The likes of Dyer, the likes of Emerson. Um, you know, to get us into the top four. You know, but this season it's 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 gone backwards. That's kind of it's kind of how it started under under Mourinho, where where we, we had that initial sort. Of, we're top of the league, and we we had that initial sort of improvement of players that's been here a long time. But it's it's plateaued again, and these players that have let us down for a long time. Um, are letting us down again. So, you know, I don't really blame Conte for that. You know, we do need new players. Whoever Yoko if it is Conte, I'll be fully behind him next season. Um, but if it is someone else, he needs new players. Um and look, you know, there's there's a you know, there's 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 managers out there. You know, the, the one thing I would say is Chris, whoever it is does have to be backed as well. You know so or we'll be back to square one again. But there's a lot of players this club need moved on because they've been here too long, and I even think it's gone. It's gone stale with, with certain players. You know, yeah. Kane's got a big decision to make in the summer. You know, the, he has dragged us through the mud that many times, and his contract's running down. So it's it's, it's a massive summer ahead. I don't really see much yeah. happening in January, Chris. I think we're going to be. I don't see many. I don't see many leaving. I don't see many in. It's very difficult Ooh. to do days in January. We were very lucky last year to get Bentaker and Kulusevski. We'll come on to that uh, shortly. Uh, Melvin, let's come to you. In the 50th minute, um, of course, the only goal of the game, um, Harry Kane, uh, he scored his 265th goal for Tottenham Hotspur, just now only one away from equaling Jimmy Greaves' record. Uh, what a goal it was. Um, a great one-two with uh, Ryan Sessegnon. A fantastic finish. Um, probably the best player you, you've ever seen in a Spurs shirt, yeah? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's been excellent this season. You know, even in the Premier League, he scored 15 goals in the, in I think how many games? In 18 games, it's it's. I think I think it's his joint best start in the Premier League season. So he's been he's been crazy. He's been really good this season. He's been. I think if Haaland wasn't here and he scored. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, 20, 22 tap-ins. You know, with the media would be going insane about Harry Kane. Because, yep. and, 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 he's, and he's only, and we've been playing really, really poor. We've been playing really, really bad. We've not been at our best. You know, if we can only play like we did last season and... You know, Son has been in poor form, and uh, you know, in the first half we've not been scoring. If we can somehow, you know, improve these small details, and 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 Conte can can manage these things, I think he'll he'll hit probably the most goals he scored in the Premier League for, for a season. I think his record is around twenty, twenty three, twenty four, I believe. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five one year. Is it twenty five? Yeah. So he's only ten away already with with another eighteen Premier League games to go because we're nearly at the halfway mark. So he's definitely on on course to have one of his best 
Premier League seasons. We thought he hid that under Jose when he won the golden boot and, and the assists, you know, but I think under Conte he's been he's been just just as as good if not better. And where would we be, you know, if we didn't if we didn't have Harry Kane? It's worrying. Worrying to be honest. Melvin, let's stay with you. In the 53rd minute, Hunmin Son had a shot which went over the bar. Ten minutes later, we had another free kick outside the box, which Hunmin Son took. This one went over the bar. In your opinion, uh, should it be Sonny on the free kicks all the time? Yeah, I think so. I think I think Kane looks at these free kicks and he says, I'll probably score one or two eventually. Because in his mind, he's probably thinking, these will increase my goal tally. So honestly, that's what I think. He, he looks at these free kicks and he doesn't really care if he misses them, but he, he probably thinks one of these is due to go in. And he only hit the crossbar once or twice, but some of them were really, really poor. Yeah, but it just, it makes you think like, does he really score these in training? It's just, these things really need to be, these things really need to be answered because the fans are so curious of why he keeps taking them because it's not like some of them are, you know, inches away or hitting the crossbar. It's only one or two I, I remember him of hitting the bar. But mm. but the rest have been have been like awful. They've not been been anywhere near. So it just makes you think, why do you keep taking them? Obviously he, he's very good at striking the ball, but 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 just not enough dip or, or not enough curve and it just just even I think even Eric Dyer can take sometimes a better free kick than Kane. Roy, what did you make of um, Oliver Skip today? Because in the 68th minute, um, he had a great opportunity to put Spurs 2-0 up. Uh, his shot went over the bar um, from close range after good move uh, involving Harry Kane and Brian Hill. I think that's the, 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 the part you're mentioning there, Chris. I think it was um, uh, Gill... The ball was meant for Gill and he was turning to take the shot and and Skip was there as well. I think that there was a little bit of, I think they put each other off, if you like, more than anything else. But one of them should have scored. But I think Skip needs more game time. He hasn't long come back from injuries, had a bad run of injuries. Um, the, the, he's a quality player, in my opinion. Um, Gareth will back me up or disagree with me, but yeah, I, I think he's a... You know, he's a he's a decent player and I think he just needs more game time at the moment. You know, he's only young. Uh, I, th I think I think you've had the nail on the head there, Roy. I think he, he, he struggled with injuries. He he looks like he needs game time. Like he, he, in the games I've seen him, he's miles off where he was. If you think back then when he started playing under Pochettino, there was a game against Bournemouth. He absolutely ran the show. Like he scored I think he won five nil on Boxing Day. He scored he set up three goals. Um He's miles off that level at the minute, but you know it's it's one of them ones. Wanks Wanks had a bad injury too. And he never really came back a same player. I remember. Um, look, he's he's try he's, he's trying his best at the minute, but he's just not he's just not there. Um, I think he needs an hour loan. Um, if it was between me, if it was you know if it was me, we've got Benton Kerr, we've got Hoiberg, we've got Basuma, and I would keep Sar and send Skip on loan for the rest of the season. I think four is enough. Um, I, I don't really see Skip having the impact where we'd like him. Um, they, they have so I would send him on loan for game time and hope, hopefully he stays fit because he always seems to get injured. Um, but I know Roy, there's a player there, but it's just where um, he can get back to that level. He, he, he was a few years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree, Gareth. 
tend to agree. Well, in the 77th minute, um, Spence came on. A huge cheer from the crowd, wanting to see him uh, play in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt. Session went off. Emerson went to left wing back. Uh, Spence obviously went into his preferred choice of right wing back. Uh, and then right at the end, uh, Devine coming on, replacing Brian Hill. Um, that's all we can really talk about in that game, because as I said, we only had one shot on target. Gareth, let's stay with you. Um, do you worry about the fact that we weren't that creative today, only only had one shot on target against a League One team, particularly when we've got these key games coming up, Arsenal at home, Manchester City away? Look, Chris, I, sort of, I spoke about it at the top of the show. If it was a one-off today, I would have said, look, everyone can have games like that where you haven't been a bad day and we didn't create that much, but it's happened that many times. It is a massive worry. I mean, I am absolutely petrified next Sunday. I mean, the way Arsenal are playing at the moment, and I hate to say it, but me being a football coach, it's hard not to like the way they're playing. Um, they're they're, they're going to come at us massively. They're going to put us under serious pressure. They're, they're playing the football we played under Pochettino. Um, but the difference is they've backed their manager. You know, people are saying give Conte time. And look, you, you can you can say that, but Conte isn't that type of manager. He doesn't stick around for four or five years. You know, so I kind of think with Conte, he's only one now and not in three or four years' time. Whereas Arteta, there was always a plan there. And look, they've had sticky moments. They could have sacked him last year after the first three games. They could have sacked him after they bottled the top four last year. But they've backed him. And, you know, with the minute that's reaping the awards, you know, they've only dropped five points all season. Um, and there hasn't been an away victory in the North London Derby for 10 years. But, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're coming in this game as favourites, I've seen. So, you know, we're rank outsiders. You know, anything can happen in the North London Derby. Our boys have to turn up. But it is a massive concern that, that we're not creating chances. Our counter-attacks have dried up. We're not the team we, you know, a few years ago, you know, even even up towards last year, we had, we were a massive threat on the counter-attack. That's not really been there this year, the counter-attack. Because um, I said, Son's confidence hasn't been that great. And he's, he also seems to have lost a yard. Um, he, he doesn't have that blustering speed. Even today, he was trying to beat players and he wasn't able to get past them as much as he used to be able to. Um, and you have to remember, he is 30 as well, Son. So he is, he's coming to the sort of tail end, tail end of his career. Um, but no, this is a massive game next Sunday, Chris. Um, I'm actually, I'm supposed to be going to the Man City game, uh, the away game after, but... Oh, I would take it as long as we won next week. I'll take an absolute smashing away at Man City. Just, just one next week, and that's that's the main thing for me. What's your prediction for that game, Gareth? Look, Dar- look, Derby's can go out the window, but I, I think we're going to get beat. I think we're going to get beat well, and it's going to be three 0 the Arsenal. I think we're going to be absolutely swamped, honestly. And what? that's my honest opinion. That's my honest opinion. I think we're going to get swamped. <laughs> They're going to dominate possession. They're going to dominate. Possession. They're going to dominate possession. Our defense can't cope. Um, Saka is going to oh, and Martinelli against whoever we've. Uh, you know what? That's it's. See that I, I've some of my friends are Arsenal fans, and the way they speak now is the way I spoke four, three or four years ago under Pochettino. No matter what game we went under, I was so confident we would win. Um, and you know that's gets it's flopped now. Like as as Roy said there, um, you know about the fans, you know. They're at the games now, it's not the same. There's we're protesting, we're on about like we're calling out our owners. That's where they were three years ago. Like, I remember, like, some of my friends, uh, they were saying to me, like, that time we played them at the last game at White Hart Lane. Like, I went into that game, think we're going to beat them five or six. And even my Arsenal friends, they didn't want to talk to me because that's the, that's the kind of team we were. And they're kind of getting to that level, and it scares me. And we're so far behind at the moment. You look at the way they're playing, there's a clear plan, there's a clear direction. 
And the one thing I've seen about Arsenal over the last few years is they're a soft, they're a soft team, but they don't look soft anymore. Um, you know, they look like even the night against Newcastle, they roughed it up. They couldn't win the game, they didn't lose it. Um, you know, if it's they beat Liverpool this year, they beat Chelsea away, they, they in a home game, they absolutely smashed dusty pieces. Like, you know, I'd love to sit here and say we're gonna get a result, and I really hope we do. But if we can see that first goal, I don't see any way back for us this time. Melvin, how are you feeling about the North London derby next weekend? I'm not confident. <laughs> I was I was a lot more confident in the last you know home game that, that I mentioned the three nil. We beat them three nil not long ago. So you just see how quickly <laughs> thing, things can change. But yeah, it's um, you know you never know. You never know. Obviously they're very strong, but they used to come, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago to White Hart Lane and they had much stronger team and they were challenging for the league and they were even, you know, first place 15 years ago and they still didn't manage to always beat us. We can always get the result and it's a London derby. You never know. You really never know. And if Benton Coor comes back and Wilizewski comes back and, uh, you know, the, the defence are capable of having a great game and, you know, we're capable of scoring last-minute goals and set-piece goals. You just never know. There's lots of there's lots of you know pieces to the puzzle, and and Melvin, you never would know. You, would, you, would, you, would you take a draw now if it was offered? Would you take a draw? Yeah, I think I, I think I would. I and think that's a lot. I swear to God, this is the first time at home I would ever take a draw in the last ten years. Even when they were on, even yeah. when they were on their pomp on their Wenger at times, I saw weaknesses in their team because they were always conceding goals. But this Arsenal team, it's, it worries me. They're, they seem like an all-round team, and that's what really scares me at the moment. Uh, I would I'd absolutely bite, I'd bite your hand off for a draw now. Honestly, I would. I'll tell you what, though, Gareth. The, the game that Melvin mentioned earlier back in May, uh, when we absolutely battered Arsenal at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the atmosphere there was inc- incredible, and that is exactly what we need again. Um, and they yes. talk about the 12th man. That, that, you know, we definitely need that next Sunday uh, to have a chance of beating them. Um, I fancy us to win. Um, I know some people are going to probably laugh at that, but I, I really do. Um, Roy, how are you feeling about the game? I, 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 I'm going to go for the, I'm going to go for the win. You know, I got a, uh, a little strange feeling that um, <laughs> it's a, it's a nice feeling. We'll get rid of the Irishman in a minute. I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want Kane <laughs> to break the record today. I didn't want it to score a hat trick because the, the, the icing on the cake for me. Will be Kane scores two goals against Arsenal. We win two one, yeah, and he becomes the highest goal scorer in Tottenham's history. Yeah, a free kick. I go, I go for the two one win. Again, you 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 got to hopefully we got a, a pretty full team back. Benton Kurz um, should be back by all accounts. Kubaleski, um, yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm quite. I'm going for the two one win. I would never ever back Tottenham to lose. Look at who we play. From my perspective, Arsenal, yes, they I don't live in the area. Um, they're not my local rivalry, if you, if you like my local neighbours and everything else. I understand the North London derby and everything else and Arsenal, and it hurts that at their top, obviously, for everybody. But but in my opinion, it's not just as you beat Arsenal, then 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 great, and it doesn't matter what happens in the season. You know, it, it, it isn't, in my opinion, Arsenal's important to beat. Man City, Man United, Liverpool, not in the forest. 
they're all our rivals and they're the teams we gotta we gotta beat consistently if we wanna be in the top four or even yeah. challenging for the league. So it isn't just about Arsenal. This is another game coming up. Um, yes, there's local rivalry, and I totally agree with Chris. Our supporters, who's going to be lucky enough to... There's millions of Spurs supporters around the world. I would love the opportunity to be in that ground next Sunday against Arsenal and cheer the team on. And it's, they have got to be the 12th man and put that club and team the Arsenal team under pressure like they did in May and make them make mistakes, you know, yeah. do everything they do and, and cheer everything the Tottenham players does, uh, you know, and, and I think that got us not just, not just the support, but obviously the players did the job on the pitch, but they got us over the line, you know, and I would love to be in the stadium at that game, you know, and help push the players over the line. I think they, I think we, I'm going, I'm going to go 2-1, 2-1 to I hope so, but uh, just like the last the comment there on the screen, I, like that's that's what I'm pissing it on. There hasn't been a single game this season where I've seen Arsenal and seen Spurs and think we can beat them. That's my worry. You know, we haven't really performed in a lot, of, like the majority of games. Like we really need to step up. And are these players capable? Like I think if Bentancur's back and Kulusevski's back, we've got a better chance. But they've been missing for a fair few weeks now. So you know, obviously Kulusevski come back for a game, doesn't he? But you know they haven't played a lot of football recently. So you know what kind of shape are they in? Um, but look, hey, fingers crossed. I really hope the fans, you know, the fans will be together. That'll be the that'll be the big thing. You know, it won't be like today where the crowd was flat. Everybody will be up for it, especially as well with Arsenal going for the league. You know, they have a massive chance of doing it. So that's that's a reason we have to win, not even for ourselves. Where you, you yeah, do, do you think? Do do you, do you actually think that Arsenal are good enough to win the league compared to somebody like Manchester City? I, think, I, I, I don't think I don't think Arsenal win the league. Personally. I think if they, I think if they keep their see if they keep their best players fit, they have a massive opportunity. Massive. It'll come down to pressure. A lot of young players can they handle yeah. it? But if but if I watch the games this year, they've been better than Man City in the games. From a coach's point of view, it's it's hard to say it as a Spurs fan, but I've been enjoying watching some of their some of their play. Don't get me wrong, I still want them to get beat. But the way they play football at times is is fantastic. Um and, and as I said, as the fellow says here, Jack, I'm being brutally honest and it pains me to say it. Like you can see it in my face. It, it, that's the kind of football I want to see us playing. That's the kind of football we played under Pochettino. I'm not saying Pochettino's the answer, but that's the kind of football. You, you know, if we want to get back to where we were a few years ago, we need to, we need to start playing football, not not off the cuff football, not counter attack football. We you know we've been trying this for the last few years. We're not getting anywhere. You know we're scrapping for top four. You know whenever we play good teams, we struggle. You know if you you've got to think that. Get going the way Arsenal are going at the minute. That's that's the way we need to be going in terms of trying to get back to competing at the top. Um, look, a few injuries, a few injuries. Hopefully for Arsenal, I'd, I'd love to see a few injuries. So Man City go on and win it. But it looks like a two horse race, Roy. And if you watch Man City over the last few games, they haven't been that great. No, they, they, they beat Chelsea there all night. But the, the one thing I would say about Man City is squad depth there, and they've proven it before. Second half of the season, they usually are pretty reliable. So look. Big, big thing in that there is Arsenal and Man City both play each other twice. They still have they still have, they haven't played each other this season, so that's gonna be that's gonna be massive too. Like, but look, we won we won this game on Sunday. It, it puts it puts a massive dent in their title hopes and puts us back in the top for us. So it's a huge game for both teams, and hopefully we can get the result. So this takes me back to the you know expectations of supporters. You know, I, I, or my expectations of, of, of the start of the season is that um, I am not duly over disappointed the, 
so the where the position we're in at the moment we're not far off um you know top four we're not far off second place i don't think we've had a real if we've had the poor season everybody's making out then there's a hell of a lot of teams that's had an even worse season because we're we're still knocking on that door i'm not going to say we're going to win the league and i'm not going to say we're going to finish second but i don't <clears throat> i don't think we've had the season if you like the speed pro trade you know right i think the issue is i think a lot of fans are, un are unhappy with the performances not so much the results i think the results yeah. have been pretty been pretty good like we're only two points behind newcastle but if we were playing the football newcastle have been playing i know they were pretty defensive against arsenal the night, but they've been putting four and five past teams we've only lost one game all season if we were playing the gather if we were playing like oh man they're starting to play there'd be a lot more patience and the fans will be happy but at the moment, if you're watching the games, they're not like you can you can disagree with me. He's one, but they're not enjoyable. They watch like I don't enjoy watching us anymore. Like I really no, don't. Not quite true. They're, they're not enjoyable, <laughs> but they're enjoyable when you win. Yeah, yeah. Um, two other subjects. Too. Two other subjects I'd like to cover, um, and that's Antonio Conte and the transfer window. Let's talk about Antonio Conte first, Melvin. Let's come to you. He's out of contract at the club on the 30th of June. How do you see this going? Do you think Antonio Conte will be Spurs manager at the start of next season? I think I think so because we have the option to extend by another year. So, you know, there's small rumors of you know Pochettino hanging hanging around and waiting for the Spurs job, but I think it's too soon for for Pochettino and because we're still the same club, but. I fully expect Conte to stay. I just think, where is he going to go? It's like, is, is he going to go to another Premier League club? Or is he going to go back to Serie A? Back to, is he going to go to Spain? Is he going to go to Germany? Where is he going to go? It's like, he has, he has, he's being paid really, really well. He, he's, I think he's going to get, he's starting to get more invested into this project. Obviously, he's going he's going to use every single card and it's 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 like politics in a way he uses the media to create a certain to push certain things it's like we i think from our perspective things are a lot worse than they seem when they're bad and when they're good they're a lot better than they actually are it's like we like the Amazon documentary, you get to see a lot more, but we don't get to see what happens behind closed doors. We don't know the conversations that are happening, the the things they say day to day. And we know they talk every day. And we know, you know, they see each other and they say, listen, I'm happy about this. I'm not happy about this. We know that they, it's obvious that they talk. And he keeps saying consistently that he's happy here. He likes the stadium. He's part of the project. And he's going to use the contract as a leverage. You know, if I don't think he's here for the money. I, I think he wants, he genuinely wants to win. And I think as an Italian, I think he doesn't like to be at a club for more than two, three years without winning anything. I think he really, really wants to win something. But I think he's also realistic where he can see the, the state of the squad that you know, he, he he cannot win with the squad as it is. He knows that the project is still extremely early. You know, we, we talk about Jose and Conte 
wherever they go, they win. But they go to clubs where when he takes over, they were either champions a couple of years before or they lifted trophies a few years before. And they take over clubs where there's a winning mentality, there's foundations in place. And, and Conte still, and Paratici, because you have to say both of them together, they're still early in this new rebuild. You know, we're still in the Paratici era, if you want to call it. We're starting to see a couple of the young signings that he made, which we weren't excited about. We thought they were flops and we thought we wasted money on them. But we're starting to see them really perform a little bit. And we can kind of see, okay, we know what you're doing there. And just like he bought the young the young player who's playing in the Serie A right now. You know, it's 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 all ties together. And I think I honestly keep saying to myself when, when they say Conte is going to leave. And I keep saying, where is he going to go? Where is he going to go right now better than Spurs? You know, is he, the United job, there's Ten Hag. City job, there's, there's a manager. He's not going to go to Liverpool. He's not going to go to Chelsea. The Premier League is the best league in the world. Where, where is he going to go? Honestly, I don't think I don't think he will go anywhere. I think he'll sign another year because he ha- they already have that option. And then at the end of next year if he doesn't see that the, the, that the team can really really compete, then he can say, "Listen, I honored my my two years at Spurs. I honored I fulfilled the contract." And maybe he'll leave without without you know, without without offering or without agreeing a new contract. If the team isn't at a state where they had six transfer windows by the end of next year, they've had six transfer windows. If, if the team isn't in a position where Conte can see us realistically win something, then he'll probably walk. But I think next season he'll stay. Roy, how confident are you that Antonio Conte will be Spurs manager next season? Or do you think he will call it a day on the 30th of June? I, I think that it, you've got a manager in, in any team. It doesn't matter how good the manager is. It comes to a situation then where the people are on top and there's hierarchy in the football club. And the people above the manager must do their job and obviously back the manager. You know, with funds... It, it, I cannot see that Levy or the board employed Conte um, in this wonderful stadium we got with a wonderful training ground and not want to go any further than than, than we currently are. Um, I, I I just got a feeling that, you know, I watched the game, uh, the last game, uh, when, when we won 4-0 against Crystal Palace. And basically, even though we won, you know, you've got the commentators there sort of still making out the company's not happy. He, he doesn't look happy. And there's this narrative all the time with the media. And I, as I've said on many times on your channel, Chris, that I don't hang my hat on what media says, you know, what what uh, what the newspapers write. You know, I like to hear it from the, the horse's mouth. We don't know what's happening behind the closed doors, as, as Melvin's already pointed out. You know, we don't know what's being said. And the other part of it, if if Levy turned around and said, yeah, we'll be giving Conti £200 million to spend in January, can you imagine 
the selling clubs, they'll want the biggest part of that sort of money. I understand you also got to keep your, 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 your cash close to your chest, but I also understand the supporters are frustrated that we, we, we don't know what the club is doing and what Conti's doing. You know, but we, well, as they say, we don't know behind what's happening behind closed doors. Can I just interrupt there, Roy? Is it the is it the fact then the club need to put out uh, some sort of update about club direction? Because of course, this week or in the last couple of days, uh, these official supporters trust have asked you know that exact question. They want to know about club direction, and I think what worries people. Uh, or, or has worried people over the last couple of weeks is every single time Antonio Conte goes into a press conference, what he's saying. What have you made of a lot of his comments lately? Because I think that that worries a lot of fans. What he's saying, it can, but but then then there's the other the other part about it. Is he putting pressure on the board by doing what he's doing? How? And the other question that's got to be asked is: Yes, there's you you people want questions from football clubs, but how many football clubs? gives that gives that information out you know it's not just us we're not isolated in that situation you know no football club um in, in from my knowledge you know the, the the ones are struggling teams are struggling and supporters have gone to when they protest and everything else have had a, a directive from the club saying this is this is our plan this is what we this is what we're going to do it's not unusual for a football club in what i'm trying to say is not to put any information out but as supporters, again, it, it it comes down to the fact that individual people and what they expected at their what they expected at the start of the season, you know, are they disappointed because of their own expectations rather than the club's expectations? And this is at the moment, I'm relatively comfortable with where Tottenham are at the moment as a supporter, because my expectations of where they would finish is probably not as high as other people's. You know, and and at the moment, as I said, we're knocking on the door. We scored probably more goals than Newcastle, but everybody, the media is, is building up Newcastle is, is is something great. You know, but we've scored more goals than them. We've conceded, obviously, our damage have been the conceding of the goals, and I'm pretty confident if we can get another central defender, a quality central defender, and a quality right back. I think, uh, and we get the first team back then, you know, your Bentekers and, and Kubaleskis and, and everything else. I'm pretty confident we got quite a solid football team that, that should finish in the top four. Because I don't see any other team, maybe other than Arsenal, as Gareth said, that, that could play better. Man City are not playing great. Man United still seems to be um, qu quite lucky. You know, Chelsea are rubbish. Liverpool are not playing very well, and their their defense is 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 worse than ours. So I'm not that concerned as long as we get a, I, I think a right wing back, a central defender. I would also like to see a, a playmaking midfielder. I know You're not asking for a lot there, Ira. Yeah, but I know people <laughs> are saying he doesn't fit in where way Conte wants to play. But you've also got that opportunity then to change a game. Because you know, what is it? Six, six, uh, six substitutes now. Right. You know, and and you, you've, you, you, it's no good doing the same thing every time and hoping for a different outcome. But if you've got a situation where, okay, well, our wing backs are not performing, let's put a, um, a, a playmaker in, a playmaker in there 
to you know to to break defenses so you can change a game that way so i thought they're the three players but definitely a, a central defender and the right wing and i think we'd be a different football team gareth do you think antonio conte will be our manager next season no i'm confident in saying that 100 not a doubt in my mind he won't be our manager next year i just don't see it if you if you look chris you're, you're speaking there about the facts the press conferences are, are very, very weird. He's not committed to the club once really said it's a conversation for me and the club they have. And, you know, it obviously boils down to the future. You know, you know what he's obviously like, they've had this conversation by now, Chris. You know, they, they, they would have discussed the January window months ago. They would, have, they would have had that conversation in November or even maybe as it is December, say, but, it, you know, they aren't having it this week. You know, if Spurs were going to sign players or going to spend money, we would, we would know about it by now. From what I'm hearing, it's, Try to get players out to get players on, maybe a loan deal here. You, you might you might get something like that, but I, I don't see major movement in the window happen. And Roy's saying there about getting players on, and you know what? We'd love to sit here and say, let's get players on. And he's saying about maybe teams, you know, you know, apart from maybe Man City or Arsenal, we could be the next best. I, I don't see that at all. I'd love to I don't see what I don't see what I haven't seen that at all this season. I look at a team that's massively reliant on Harry Kane. You take away Harry Kane this season, we're in massive trouble. You know, if he was to get injured, I don't know where we finished, and that's the honest truth. Because there was a time before where we could rely on Song, but that's not there anymore. Um, unless he has a renaissance in the second half of the season, which he tends to do. He tends to he tends to have a better second half of the season than first half. So if you look at history, but he's had such a poor first half this time. It's and I don't know. There's there's something not right with Song. Um, but look, we we desperately need investment this summer. Um, you know, if we're not going to get it in January, we need it. We need it in the summer. Um, but you know, I hear a lot of fans talking about spend two hundred million, spend three hundred million. Look, you could spend three hundred million and waste it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make you better. The recruitment's got to be better. You know, yeah. we we could get two players on it, twenty five. We could Kulusevski and Bentaker doesn't cost a lot of money, but they're yeah. fifty million pound players now. It's about getting the right players on. And I think a lot of fans are getting confused. You look at that lad Brighton sign for three million pound. The lad Matoma looks a real quality player. You know, don't get obsessed with transfer fees. You know, we've we've you look at all our you look at our biggest transfer fees. Most of them have been fails, and Dumbelli, Celso. You know, so you know, I'm not Levy's biggest fan, but I do think he has spent money at times, and I and he, he spent 150 million net in the summer, I believe. So, you know, has he seen a return for that money? Uh, you know, Romero. I know he was made permanent, so that counts as well. I think Romero is a good buy. You know. Basuma has not worked out at the moment. Um, I, I hope he gets better. Um, but you know, we've got we've got to spend our money wisely because we, we haven't got we haven't got loads of it in terms of we are not money editor man today or you know we're not going to go out and just spend five hundred million every summer. That money's not there. Um, and the flip side of it, Chris, you know, if you're Daniel Levy now and you're watching the the games at the stadium, can you hang your hat on Conte? Do do you know if if you're judging Conte based on his time in Spurs? Do you look at the team and think this is the manager I'm going to back? I'm not so sure he thinks that way as well. So it could be that the it could be that there's a it's not just a Conte problem. It could be a problem that the board have with Conte as well because this style of play, Chris, is absolutely unwatchable at times. So well, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if we get the end of the season and you know if we can manage to get into the top four or win a trophy, I still think Conte will leave anyway because I don't think he I think he realizes now that what he wants and what he'll get isn't going to happen at first. The problem, well, the problem is though, Gareth, is who 
the team and the club's not going to change if Conte finish. What? No other manager's going to come in. You know, you're going to, you're going to have a situation where it's not going to change under a different manager anyway. No, I, I, get, I get that. I get that. But I still think under a different manager, we can go a different way. It can improve. It can bring some young players in and prove it. You know, Pochettino worked with very little money. You know, I look at managers out there like Brent Rogers. Brent Rogers is, will be available in the summer. I think he's finished at Leicester. If Conte was to move on, I think that's the kind of manager we would need to come on. I, I think I think it's gone quite stale. We've tried Mourinho. We've tried Conte. And if we don't really get, if we don't get him that, I mean, you're saying about expectations. I agree with you, Roy. You know, I think if we finish top four this year, it's another good season. I don't really put us as title challengers. I think a lot of people are annoyed because of what, how well Arsenal are doing. Um, but Arsenal have overperformed. No one expected Arsenal to be in, you know, sitting top of the league at this stage. So I think that's a reason why a lot of Spurs fans are angry. But I, I agree with you. If we finish top four, it'll be, it'll be a really good season. But if we don't finish top four, it'll be a failure. And I do think that um, there'll be an our manager next season. But it's, it will have to be back by money. But the recruitment's got to be spot on. You know, there's no that, good, that, no good I agree with you. You know, we, we don't get hung up over a, a hundred million pound player or a 50 million pound player or a 20 million pound player. That player has got to fit in with, with the team, and very rarely they work out. You know, and they, the big, big spending uh clubs buy a player and they don't it, 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 they don't work out as they expected it to. But I don't believe my. Biggest one on this is if Conti, I don't want Conti to leave. I've got to be honest. I think he's a fantastic manager. As I said, we've scored more goals that we're playing shockingly bad. People are, t- are telling me, but we scored more goals than Newcastle, who's being lauded up as the great, the great new uh, football team in the world. But Conti, in my opinion, I would love him to stay because if we went back to somebody like Poch, the savvy bringing young players through the project starting all over again we're going back five years i think we have to start again anyway i think i think think we have to start again anyway even if conte stays we need to ship a lot of these players out anyway um but i think that the the certain profile of player conte wants they they, you know they're going to be 26 27 trying to sign players in their prime which is something spurs don't usually do um but look that's where the club has got to change but that's where the I, club I, is change direction. Surely, if, if he was to finish top four or won a trophy this season, you know, I would have to sit there and say, do you know what? I'm not a big fan of the football, but it's it's provided success, and therefore, you know, he should be backed. But oh. I'm watching the I'm watching the football, and I and I and I just don't think it's sustainable as a football coach. It it was like Mourinho. It only can be so good for so long. But if you're playing this way, like you have to agree, a lot of these results we've had are lucky as well. Last minute goals, teams missing chances, Harry Kane's unbelievable form. You know, I, I'm not expecting this to continue second half of the season, I'll be totally honest, unless players well, come on or our players he, have a massive turnaround. Conte said recently that last season was a miracle. And uh, I agree, I agree, I agree. You know, I think that um, the last January transfer window, Benton Kerr and Kulisewski, two players, two game changers, two players that walk straight into the team. And I think the um, the definition of backing Antonio Conte is doing exactly that again in this January transfer window. Now, a week of this window has already gone. We haven't signed anybody as yet. Um, now, last question for all three of you. Um, Gareth, let's start with you on this. Um, you've just said to me that you don't think Antonio Conte will be the Spurs manager next season. So how do the club, how does Fabio Prasci, Antonio Conte, Daniel Levy approach this January transfer window 
uh, for a manager that may not be there next season. What do you think he wants in this window and what do you think he's going to get? Look, as I said, you know, this, this, like, we're all speculating about Conte, but we're going to know in four weeks' time if he's going to be here or not. Because if they don't sign players, then it's a common that, that tells you everything he won't be here. And as Melvin said, we can trigger an extension. You can't trigger an extension to a manager that doesn't want to be here. So if he doesn't want to be here because we're not spending money, then he's going to go. The club won't have a manager here that's not that's not committed. Um, you know, if you look at Conte the last couple of months, you know, uh, uh, Roy's right in saying you shouldn't believe what you see in the media, but he doesn't look, he hasn't been himself at times. Um, but he, but he, sorry to interrupt, Gareth. He has said a number of times he is happy at the club and he wants to stay. So is this the case? Because from what we understand, it's the club that can activate the uh, the clause to say, yes, you're going to stay for another year. That hasn't happened. Do you think they're no, happy with Conte? As I say to you, I think there's 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 probably frustration on both sides because they're looking at the way the team's playing and they're not playing well. We're not we're not we're not you know there's a lot of a lot of fans as well. You know they're they're not happy with the state of play. You know they're back in they're back in Conte, but they're they're sitting on the other side of it going, well, we're not playing that well. So it's it's a big one. I I think if we were back in if we were back in Conte, um, we would be spending money in January. And if it, if it if it doesn't happen in the next four weeks, then 99% certain he won't be he won't be the Spurs manager in the summer. It'll just be nursing it through. Um but look it's 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 if if he if he if he if he was to go on and win a trophy this year and Spurs haven't backed him in the summer uh, in January, that we're gonna look very silly and I'm probably gonna look very silly as well. Because but, but, you know, but what do you think they will do in this window, Tottenham? Loans, possible one or two loans, maybe Apparently we have to sell the buy, and who's like if we're going to sign this right back, who's going to sign one of our right backs? I just don't see it, you know. And we also have this problem of demand and unrealistic fees. We'll probably try and want to get our twenty-five million back for Emerson Royale. No one's going to pay it, so you're you're going to struggle. They 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 move these players on. I think ideally you have to try and sell them cheap. Levy doesn't really like doing that, you know. Deli Alley, we sold him cheap. That's about it, you know. Our players have. Hung around with and Dumbelli and the Celso have went on as this their second loans. Um, you know, the, the, players that players players that have been here a long time don't get sold sometimes because Spurs think if they go out and loan them, they might increase their value and then they just end up coming back and we're stuck with them again. So, no, it's 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 really up in the air, Chris. I don't think it helps the team. That's the one thing I would say in regards to the performances. I don't think it helps the players. Yeah, knowing that. You know, is Conte going to be here next? You know, after uh, you know, Conte could turn around after this January one and go. Do you know what? I'm away for for because he's walked away before clubs. So, you know, maybe I'm being presumptive. They think he's going to be here until the summer, even if he doesn't get his way in January. He might just say after January. Do you know what? I'm going to walk away now. Um, I hope I hope that's not the case because I, I think he should be here until the end of the season, no matter what, because we need stability. But um. Chris, if he doesn't get what he wants, he will leave, and that that we got Levy would have known that when he employed him. So unless there's been a change, and the only change I can think is Chris, and maybe the, the the board ain't happy with the state of play, because they were very happy when Mourinho at the start, and then towards the end, even when we got the cup final, it became that bad. They they sacked them before it. So the, these next few games are crucial as well, Chris. If we if we already lose the Arsenal and lose the Man City badly, then all of a sudden the manager becomes under pressure as well. And Levy because he hasn't spent, so it, it'll be directed at both of them, probably more so towards Levy. 
but there will be fans as well. They'll say, well, what you've got at your disposal isn't really, isn't really doing what they should be doing. They're done. They're underperforming. So it's a massive month in terms of fixtures, in terms of transfers, and in terms of Conte's future. Melvin, let's come to you. Same question. Um, even Michelle asked here, what does Conte want in January? Um, in my opinion, I feel that he would want exactly the same as what I want, a right wing back and a centre back. Um, do you agree, Melvin? Yeah, I think I think every single Tottenham fan can like identify our problems because they're quite clear. I don't yeah. think I don't think that's the issue. I think we all know where the problems lay. At the same time, I think it's 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 tricky because we're dealing with Daniel Levy and Enoch, you know, who are the most frustrating, uh, you know, owners. I think in the maybe top half of the Premier League, let's say, because they're quite they don't act like a big club sometimes, which is something that. Um, I think most Paris fans are frustrated with. I think we don't do the extra 10, 20%. Like, in a way, look at the stadium. The stadium is the absolutely best possible stadium that they could have done. But when it's footballing things, things that are for the pitch, you know, the first team, it's never to there is to do. It's always like that will do. You know, it's always, it's always, it's always the cheap option or or the short term option. It's never the, the absolutely best. You know what I mean? If if Levy had the same, like uh, the same motto, when it comes to things to translate to money, you know, things that that generate money for them, it's always the best, the best training ground, the best stadium. But why isn't it, isn't it the best? right back the right the, why isn't it the best right wing back whatever why is it when it comes to things that matter on the pitch the things that get us over the line it's never the absolute best because it just it just frustrates the hell out of me when when he can have such ambition for for one aspect of the club and 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 he's a very good businessman because he he doesn't spend a lot, but we've been competing and and thereabouts. But it's just not enough to get us over the line. I just want to see that little bit more ambition from the club. It's just it's frustrating, and and I think most fans, and I mean Gareth are quite young fans, but we have waited long enough. You know, we've lost one a trophy since two thousand and eight, and I've not seen us win an FA Cup. You know, I've not seen us win the Charity Shield. I've not seen us. I, I saw us in many, many fi- finals, but I've not seen us, you know, get it over the line since Jonathan Woodgate scored in the last final that we've scored in. So it just, we're nearly there. It's just the last step is the most difficult step to take as a football club. And it's just seen, it just seemed the fans are, have waited enough and we've been patient enough. And now it's just like it's getting to the point where if we don't buy a right back to to drastically improve our season, most of the fans are gonna be like, Why 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 did we do it this long? Why are we doing this? It's gonna be extremely frustrating. And I've never been the type of person to be in again, leave me out, whatever. I just always supported the club. 
I think even for me, uh, and, and I defend the club as well sometimes, and, and people call me, oh, you're you're a Levy lover or whatever. No, I support Tottenham Hotspur. You know, I don't support Levy. I support the club. But if if this simple thing of buying a right wing back doesn't happen, it's going to be difficult to defend defend the club and their actions because why they can clearly see that if we don't make the Champions League, you know, 45 million, we, we get that from the group stage. If we cannot pay 45 million to save our season now in January, if we cannot somehow generate the funds, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it, this... The, the short-term solution is to spend money. It's simple as that. The, the writing's on the wall, lads. I honestly think, I was talking about Rodgers there, but I don't even think it will be Rodgers. I think Pochettino will be the Spurs manager next year. That's my honest prediction. I really think it will be him. I think they'll bring Pochettino back. Levy will say he made a mistake sacking him. Because I, I actually think Levy does. Thank God, I think he probably realizes he, he backed the wrong managers. I think he gave Mourinho money, he gave Conte money. Pochettino doesn't really get that money. I think he's probably thinking back that he should have given that money. So I think they'll they'll spin an R yarn, get the fans on side again, get going back to Pochettino. But look, that's not guaranteed to work. Pochettino hasn't had success since he left Spurs, really. So you know, just because it was good that first time doesn't mean it'll be it'll be it'll be good the second time around. But that's that's what I think will happen. Conte will leave and Pochettino will come back. Yeah, I've said this many times, Gareth, that um, I love Mauricio Pochettino. I thought he was fantastic for Spurs. And when you look back, taking us to a Champions League final and during that period, he hadn't, well, we hadn't spent a penny in 518 days. Um, yeah. I doubt any manager will ever take a team to the Champions League final uh, in history again without spending money in, in all of that period of time. Um, but I just think that now is the time to get fully behind Antonio Conte. You've got a world-class manager um at the club you know as we all say all the time fantastic training facilities uh, fantastic players uh, a, a magnificent stadium he just needs to be backed antonio conte and i just think that you know as i said earlier in the january transfer window last year two players can really make that difference of playing you know going from europa conference league football to champions league football and i just think with two decent additions within this Tottenham Hotspur starting 11 can get us Champions League football again, uh, which I know, you know, Conte said was a miracle. Well, we need another miracle this season. It needs to it needs to happen. Pedro Poro, it is as simple as, you know, their manager even come out and said the other day, if someone comes in and pays the release clause, the deal is done. He will leave. There's even, there's even reports he wants to come as well. He's actually agreed to join. Fabrizio Romano has stated that he wants the move. He would he would love to join Tottenham. Um, he's going to Manuel. be the same price. He's going to be the same price in the summer, anyway. So I don't exactly. see why he won't do it now. Yeah. So that's... Malinowski is a player that we were heavily linked with. Um, a very, very versatile player. A player ready to walk in to the team. You know, he's not a young player. He's uh, he's a player with experience. He's a playmaker. He can play. Um, you know anywhere across uh, the front line um, and in midfield. I'm surprised that that deal hasn't been done either. Um, Roy, let's end the show with you. Um, let's get your thoughts on the transfer window. What do you think Antonio Conte wants and what do you think he's actually going to get? I, I, I think it's, it's it, it, you've hit the nail on the head, Chris, and, and, and Marvin, obviously. Uh, Melvin, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, definitely a centre-back and a right-wing back. The very, very, very minimum have got to be a right-wing back. Very minimum. You know, I know Conte has said, oh, defence is fine. Is that just to build the players up? I don't know. We can see it's not fine. But, you know, we need... I, I just cannot see 
the point in employing Condé and then our board not putting their hands in their pockets then to take us out a little bit further. But going back to having a free transfer, was Kulu a free? Or on loan? Uh, well, who was on loan? Ben de Kerr or Kuvaleski was on loan originally. Of course, Elsie. He was on loan originally. Then that yeah. didn't work out too bad. You know, on loan with the potential to buy would be a, a maybe a good option again for the right wing back. But Levy, I think you've come to a situation where Levy have said that this club have got to move forward. We've got this brand new stadium. He's made all the comments. We've got this brand new stadium. Uh, we've got wonderful facility. We've now got a, a world class uh, manager, blah, blah, blah. If if he's if Conte's not backed in the January window, I don't know where Levy goes from here. I really don't. And I, it, I, has I to work. it has to work, Roy, doesn't it? It does have to work. And I cannot see where Levy goes on the board. If if if, if Condi walks, Levy's Levy's head's on the chopping block. If he doesn't back Condi, Levy's head's on the chop chopping block. Now at the end of the day, he's built this one, but but you know, uh, I know Gareth mentioned about he's he's um, he can go back and say, "Poch, I done the wrong thing by by um, having uh, Conde, you know, Mourinho, blah blah blah." Well, then the question got to be asked: Well, are you any good at your job, Levy? If you keep making these mistakes, are you actually any good at doing this job? And that's the question that's got to be asked, I suppose. But you know, from 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 an outside perspective, I cannot see any reason uh, that levy shouldn't back him you know and because he's brought he's brought him in i didn't bring him in none of us brought him in so are you going to keep making these mistakes levy and you're going to keep putting us backwards all the time right the, 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 the problem was the problem was levy's bosses are always going to be behind him if the club is making money you know levy sacked many a manager i don't think conte leaving's going to yes the fans will be restless but but the board, as long as that club is making money, then the club are going to be pretty. The bosses are going to be pretty happy with how he's running it, and that's well, the issue yeah, we have. Any, we're any, looking, we're looking from the football side of it, but from the business side, that stadium's making an absolute fortune. It's it's printing money, and that's the problem we have. No, that but then that's the problem Levy have got. You just hit the nail on the head. We know that the the stadium is making huge amounts of money. And all the supporters are asking for is that money to be diverted into the football team to make the football team better. At the end of the day, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. That's what supporters started support. That's why I started supporting 50 odd years ago. You know, the football club. We, we're not supporting, um, you know, the, 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 the what's happening outside the football then, if you like. You know, at the end of the day, the, the football was the foundation of or the team is the foundation of that football club and the business that was just gone forward. And all supporters want is, is, is Levy has brought this man in, one of the best managers in the world. Now he needs to be backed. You know, and and if he don't, I I, I, I can see protests. I'm not a Levy in or a Levy out man. I'm, I, I never have been. Just like Melvin. The supporters, I think, will give him... If, if they don't back him this time, I think the supporters will give him hell. I really do a football matches because he, he cannot consistently keep be making these mistakes. Yeah. Well, 
let's uh, wait and see. We're we're on the seventh day of January. Uh, what we got? Uh, twenty four days left of January. Let's wait and see what happens. Uh, hopefully, Antonio Conte will get another uh, couple of decent players in to help us. Uh, try and get over into the top four again and play Champions League football next season. Um, Roy, it's been a pleasure having you on. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, tell yeah, everyone where they can find you. Are, are you on social media at all? I no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Not more than that way, Chris. I got I got a Twitter account, but I only joined it because uh, Elon Musk taken it over to give him an extra number. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Gareth, it's been a pleasure having you back. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, what are you up to at the moment? Uh, so you can find me off lot, lot, lot of football coaching still, of course, but um, you can find me on Twitter at Gareth Hotspurs. Very divided opinions. Um, very realistic. That's the, unfortunately, and a lot of people want to hear good things, but hey, if we come on and we beat Arsenal 3 or 4-0, beat Man City, I'll come on here and laud the team, laud the players, laud the manager, but I call it how it is. If you look at some some of my tweets, I've been like I've been red fist all season. I've absolutely hammered the team at half time in certain games, and they've come out and won four 0 against Palace. All right, I'm sitting there going, I look like a right idiot now. But look, I hope I look like an idiot next week, and I really hope we we um we absolutely smash Arsenal to pieces. So Chris, come on, we beat Arsenal. Get me on next week and let everyone laugh at me, honestly, because I, I would honestly I, I I pray it happens. I pray it happens. I don't want to be sitting here next Sunday. Text news saying I told you so. I really want to. I, I want you texting me saying that you got it all wrong. So, look, that's where we're at the month. I really hope I'm doing that next week. Yes, uh, uh, Melvin, it's been a pleasure having you back as well. And uh, you're 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 getting this good streak now. You're you're coming on here when we're winning. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed. And I'm glad you said that. You mentioned something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's been good to talk about spares. I. I usually never say no when you ask me because it's like free therapy session, you know. I just don't have to pay you. I don't. I don't have to do nothing, you know. It's it's all free and um, yeah, it's it's good. And if I don't speak to you guys about spares, it's who am I gonna speak to? You know, even though there's quite a, a big following in spares in Malta, but yeah, but it's it's always good to talk. You can find me on on Twitter at Shwirap Melvin, um, but yeah. People seem to know me uh, 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 of Melvin from Malta now because Chris keeps saying that no one really knows how to pronounce <laughs> pronounce my name. It's just Melvin from Malta. That's it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, Roy, Gareth, Melvin, thanks so much for your time. Um, I'm glad that Tottenham Hotspur are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, and of course, the draw, as I said earlier, the draw will take place uh, Sunday afternoon. Let's hope for a nice, easy one at home again. And let's hope that we can then go through to the fifth round. But of course, it is the North London derby. Next weekend is the big one. Hopefully, we can prove Gareth wrong and we can get the three points in the Premier League. And it will be a good performance against our North London rivals. Thanks so much uh, for supporting the channel, everybody. Uh, as I said earlier, if you're watching on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like, share and comment below. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. I'll see you in the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.